Hi everyone, welcome back to the Off the Bar Podcast. Today I'm here with Ben, and we're gonna discuss some NBA bubble stuff, uh, ESPN's championship predictions, uh, where Mario Chalmers might end up, um, the new barber shop that has been memed, and Ben wants to go a little bit uh, into Philadelphia. Um, so just to start things off, uh, ESPN put out their championships predictions about a couple days ago, about four or five days ago. Um, uh, and to be honest with you, it's a little confusing as to why, uh, how they came up with this. I'm assuming it's based on probably, uh, teams with the hardest schedule, uh, going into the playoffs and obviously some teams have a harder schedule than others. And obviously, uh, obviously teams are going to have a more difficult time, especially when they have players either sitting out due to protesting uh, the bubble or because of the safety of the, their, their general safety because of the pandemic. So with that being said, uh, looking down this list, Milwaukee with 42%, LA with uh, LA, the Lakers with 18%, Toronto with 12, the Clippers with 10, Boston with seven, Houston with six, OKC with one, Dallas with one, and the Pelicans with one. Um, we're going to get into why some of those are wrong. And then teams like Miami, Philadelphia, Utah, Denver, Indiana, Orlando, Brooklyn, Memphis, Portland, Washington, and Sacramento all have 0%. Um, so just to kick things off a little bit uh, with these predictions, and this is uh, via RPM. My issue is that, first off, Toronto over the Clippers. I mean, I know Toronto's been playing well. Um, however, I just, I don't see them sustaining that kind of level of play going into the bubble. Um, I don't know their schedule. I don't have it right in front of me, but, um, giving them 12% over the Clippers. I feel like the Clippers and the Lakers should be that two and three spot. Milwaukee definitely looking good. Um, even though Milton said he has not shot a basketball in three months. Um, and then you go down that list, Boston and Houston, those two I'm okay with. Then OKC, Dallas, and New Orleans. I actually like OKC and Dallas at one percent. Uh, OKC and Dallas at one percent. It's the Pelicans that get me a little confused, um, especially when they're over teams like Miami, uh, Philadelphia, even Utah, Denver, and that's pretty much it. Uh, because the other teams with zero are missing key players or don't have, or didn't have the best of seasons. Um, Especially with uh, Zion leaving the bubble, I know he's coming back. However, uh, missing training camp and missing uh, pre uh, scrimmage games, I'm sure it's going to be a little bit of a detriment. Ben, what do you think? Uh, well, uh, talking about New Orleans, I think yeah, definitely. And you see kind of how much Zion has to go under physical, like physical wise. Like uh, in the beginning of the season, he was injured. He had to rehab. He had to make sure that he was walking correctly. He had to correct himself. I don't see how this is possible. Like, I don't see how New Orleans possibly gets into the finals. Right. Sure, th- I've seen the schedule. It's ridiculously easy. Yeah. I think they have one team that was inside the top eight. No, no, no. But someone did, yeah, someone did a projections. Uh, someone did a statistics showing that Miami has the hardest schedule, which, yeah. honestly, it's facts because they play, yeah. you know, teams like Boston and Indiana twice. Uh, I think they have, like, maybe it's, they maybe have the Suns in there, but... Well, I mean, come on. It's in the end. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, they are missing Oladipo. They might miss Oladipo. I think he's still trying to come back and play. Jimmy's uh, dropping 20 on Warren. Exactly. Um, that's all fine and good. 
But New Orleans, especially with a roster of Brandon Ingram, I mean, he's who was an All Star. I mean, he honestly yeah he played should be a well. candidate for uh, Most Improved alongside Bam, uh, JJ Redick, Lamelo, uh, not Lamelo, uh, Lonzo, um, Josh Hart. Zion, Jackson Hayes, who hasn't really looked the best, given that he's a rookie center. It, it just seems like... Drew Holiday as well. Drew Holiday, right. And it just seems like they're just putting that out there because they are a team for a future, and on paper they look scary. Miami, on the other hand, is a fourth seed in the East. Yeah. Has the same record as Oklahoma. And which, all right, let's be real here. Oklahoma doesn't have a better chance than Miami. Let's be totally honest. I love what Chris Paul has done, and I think personally he has one. He, has to, he should take one hundred percent of the credit. Him yeah, and yeah. Shai Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. But I mean, well, I that just, backcourt has been revolutionary for yeah. Oklahoma, and it's been a surprise to all of us because we all thought they were going to tank. Yeah. Um, but if you go down the list and see who Miami has beaten, Milwaukee, Toronto, like they haven't lost to Milwaukee or Toronto this season. No, I mean, look, and you also have to look at the fact of. They are only lost outside of like the top six, I believe. They've right. only never beaten Boston. Well, they haven't beaten Lo- uh, Boston, the Lakers, or the Clippers. No, no, no. But I'm talking about like in regular standings. Got you. Okay. Which is fair. They, I mean, Boston has a pretty solid team, and so the yeah, yeah, they took an L to Boston uh, away and home. Um, and but- even even then, I'm sorry to cut you off, but even then. Like, you have to look at the first game, Eric Spolster is out, and he had other players out. Right. The second game, I'm sure, I don't remember, but I, right. I'm sure you're. And one of the out. Lakers game, it was a back-to-back when they played the Suns. Yeah, and in other Lakers games, they should have won because they never called a foul on anything. Right, um, but not to sound too biased, <laughs> um, I just feel like Miami should still be given a chance just because, yes, they are missing Bam and Kendrick, However, they still could come back this season, given if they do beat uh, COVID-19 and are still able to um, have still the antibodies rejoin, yeah. and still able to rejoin. And we saw that with Derrick Jones Jr. with them. But just Miami has beaten, blew out Houston at home. Yeah. I think, sure. they, beat, I think they played Oklahoma, and I, don't, I can't remember if they won. I know they played Dallas and won yeah. twice. I'm just confused as why Miami gets a 0%, especially when they've shown that they can play at a high level and beat the higher teams. Yeah. I mean, even some teams with the 0%. Philadelphia, they are being against. Utah, um, Indiana, Orlando, Brooklyn, Memphis. These are all teams that they've been... Uh, that they've beaten... However, they aren't... Sacramento, they've all beaten them. Yeah. And, and they're still giving a 0%. I feel like if you're gonna give a team, if you're gonna knock, if you're gonna give Miami a one percent, it's still a little bit of an injustice. However, I can understand, given that Houston looked well after trading Clint Capella, Boston seems like they're on a roll, um, and then obviously the top four with the Clippers, Toronto, Lakers, and Milwaukee, obviously being uh, favorites to win. Yeah, and I think just to speak on Miami going into the break or not break, but going into this pandemic, Miami were looked at as the only team that can rival. Milwaukee. They didn't... Philadelphia, to their credit, and... Well, Philadelphia about, built their team to beat Milwaukee. And they did, right. but they're still also the sixth. Right. They I, they built their team to beat Milwaukee, but not any other team. Yeah. And I just... Like, Boston could beat them, probably, but 
Miami were looked at because they were going to have that second round against them. Project uh, if right, they were projected worked. to play the second round before the uh, yeah. before the stop of the season. And even the great mind of Kendrick Perkins said Miami would beat them in seven games. Which okay, that's a bit much. But I honestly, honestly though, but I think it could go to six or seven games. Yeah, no, definitely. Milwaukee. I mean, they've shown that they could. Uh, not stop onto the Kumbo, but kind of almost slow him down to a degree. Yeah, because you don't stop him, you slow him no, down. No, you just slow him down. It's kind of like LeBron, how do you stop him? You can't, you just slow him down. Um, I think it's just going to be interesting to see come, uh, come the restart and the beginning of the bubble, um, how how players are going to look, especially coming back. I mean, I think we saw pictures of LaMelo looking like Denver Nuggets mellow, that skinny mellow, that killer mellow. Yeah. Um, definitely one of the... Uh, Definitely all-star potential Mello, which... I mean, you even look at, like, uh, Jokic, who yeah, has COVID-19, but he is incredibly thin for yeah. where he was. No, no, like, he looked... He honestly looked overweight, and he dropped all this weight, and hopefully he can gain it back in muscle, because that would be incredible for him, because, honestly, if you're going to discuss who's the better center, Joel or uh, Jokic, I mean, if he could do the things that he did while staying skinny, like, that would be incredible. Um, but again, just looking down this list, it's kind of difficult to see as to why, um, a couple of these teams are even have 0% over a team like New Orleans who struggled to even go back, uh, be in contention for an, for an ace seed before Zion. And even then they still, I believe they have to play the Blazers twice. Yeah. Because they're not, I don't think they're, are they 8th seed or they're... No, Memphis is the 8th seed. Yeah, so they still, I believe, have to beat Me- uh, have to beat the Blazers twice, which is going to be a tough task, because I'm sure, I believe, Nurkic is coming back. Yeah. Which, Nurkic is, uh, all in all, if we if we didn't see, if we saw, well, we saw Hassan Whiteside this year, but if we saw Nurkic this year, I think a lot of people would see him as this really great center, because before he no, uh, absolutely honestly, destroyed his he leg. Was, he was, honestly, Nurkic was, honestly... A very key part uh, as to why the Blazers did well last year and made it so far in the playoffs. Um, my thing is is just seeing these teams above certain other teams, and yes, maybe I have a little bit of bias towards Miami. However, uh, for Miami, I should say, I just I don't believe that I, these rankings still seem a little off to me. Yeah, I mean, even like Toronto, like that that one kind of got me because. Toronto, yeah, they played well, but against, again, a team like Miami. But against other teams, they've lost. It, it isn't like Toronto's this world-beating team. The Clippers are. The Clippers, I think, you know, they've beaten the best team in the NBA. They've beaten the second-best team in the NBA. Um, I'm not sure if they beat uh, Milwaukee, but they look like a great team. And especially with load management and all that sort of idea, they could probably turn out to be, like, leaders. No, yeah, for sure. Um, so we're just going to have to wait and see again. It is coming back in 11 days uh, from when we're recording. So hopefully um, things will start. Uh, we'll start getting more information and start getting more news. And, you know, honestly, hopefully by the time uh, the NBA starts, we'll be able to uh, enjoy it like we did before the pause. Um, the next topic we're going to get into is Mario Chalmers. And the only reason why I am bringing this up is is because a few days ago he spoke to Hoops Hype um, and pretty much said, uh, this was his quote, 
I just feel like with my resume, I'm a proven winner. I'm not a bad guy in the locker room. I'm not a jerk. So I just feel like for me not to not even get a chance and not even get a workout or nothing like that, it's a little disheartening. Um, ben, do you want to jump in first and see how, uh, just kind of break down his uh, quote? Okay. So I'm going to put it this way. When you have Michael Beasley being signed by teams, <laughs> now, Michael Beasley can't play. Hopefully, he recovered. Like I have, I have hundred percent hope that he recovers from. COVID. I still believe he got, he got, he got it by getting from, by copying from his dealer. Well, you know, he probably crossed the line that a lot of people did for, to get for, uh, the food. Yeah. But it wasn't food. <laughs> um, it so, was something that's gonna get him hungry for food. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think. Mario Chalmers, he he wasn't, you know, to a lot of people watching the big three in Miami, he was the fourth guy. You know, well, he, to a degree. To until, a degree. I think until maybe Shane Mattier or Ray Allen kind of stepped in and yeah. became that fourth guy, that fourth option. But he was looked at as kind of like, and the joke was between the commentators, that he was the little brother. Yeah. Because he was seemingly No, always, he was the scapegoat, for yeah, sure, yeah. He was always looked at... As kind of the guy to turn to when, like... Frustration, maybe, yes. Yeah, and especially, like, coming off the bench and stuff like that. He was looked at as the guy to get get points off the bench, not only with... Well, he never really came off the bench. Well, not off the bench, but, like, as a secondary option. Right. Tired to the big three. So, you know, and they also had the greatest player of all time on their bench. Mike Miller. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it, it wasn't like he played terribly. You know, and he, I don't know how well he played in Memphis. I'm sure it wasn't good because he's not on an NBA team. Well, he tore his uh, ACL, I believe, and that's why uh, no one assigned him. And he's bounced around Europe a little bit. Um, I think, honestly, though, I think he's coming out with these statements because if you look like if you look at a team, I think he's very much vying an option, and vying a move to the Lakers and trying to get signed by the Lakers. Um, just because if you look at their roster. Rondo's out for a little bit, and Rondo isn't a shooter. Right, isn't as, be- is isn't as good as a shooter. Sure, you losing defense. Uh, defense if you play Chalmers, yes, but with Rondo, um, you know he's not a scoring option. Sure, he's a good facilitator. Yeah, and he's a and he's pretty decent defensively. Um, I just feel like with Chalmers. He'll he'll add a second option for LeBron to uh, for another playmaking option. Yeah. Um. Just because, if you look at their guards, who opted out, uh, Avery Bradley, Rondo's injured. I mean, if you look at their other guards, uh, Dion, which we all know the uh, Dion's really not a playmaker. Jr. Yeah. is really not a playmaker hey, as well. Do not disrespect the greatest player of all time. All right, you just said Mike Miller. Shut up. Okay, <laughs> the second greatest player of all time. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um, Danny Green, who's more of a spot-up shooter, or... Yeah, he's not a playmaker. He's yeah, a he's, he's not. Um, I know LeBron has taken over some of that uh, guard duty by averaging, like, I believe it was a, almost, or if not, 10 assists this year. Um, maybe Kuzma can have a little bit of playmaking. Caruso... Um, it's a meme. Is a meme. <laughs> I mean, he plays okay. He's no, not like, he's, he's not bad. You know, like, there's a reason why he's on the Lakers. It's just he's, he's not. A spark. No, he's definitely like a spark plug or someone to come off yeah. the bench and really do and like just bring a little energy coming off the bench. I feel like a. I feel like if the Lakers sign Chalmers, yes, it's Chalmers wanting a uh, starting role, and sure, it's Chalmers probably wanting another shot at a championship as a at a third chip. But if you look at it. 
He's always came up in, in big games. I yeah. mean, if we're going back to college, when he sh- uh, that shot he for Kansas. He was the biggest shot of all time. Right, for, in college hoops. Yeah. Um, well, one of the most clutch shots, at yeah. least. Um, Miami, I, I remember watching, and he and especially against those Eastern Conference Finals and those yeah. semifinals against Indiana, he definitely came up. He you know, showed he up. Shot, he yeah. shot well. Um, against the Thunder in that last game, it was him and Mike Miller who really came off the, off the bench and not off the bench, but he, they yeah, really no, came up and yeah, gave and a spark and to the and team. And San Antonio and against OKC in the finals as well, when they won back to back, and that for sure he, I'm sure if you look at his stats, I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure his assist averages were pretty good. I mean, it also like you also have LeBron and Wade bossed pass too, so like it's not Ray hard Allen. to and Ray Allen, so it's not hard to have a high assist total. However, I still feel like Mario Chalmers is a good, viable option. Maybe a short-term fix until Rondo comes back, possibly. Um, maybe until, uh, or maybe shifting him to come off the bench or something to that degree. Another team that I was thinking about, um, and we mentioned them earlier, is the Miami Heat. That'd be fun. I, that'd be cool. Honestly, he can wear either number six or number fifteen. I believe because I think they're both available. I don't believe anyone has fifteen. I'm sure. No, I'm sure also that Miami's gonna like not have anyone wear six because I think they want to retire. Yeah. LeBron so uh, so he definitely can come back as fifteen. Um, but I think it's just gonna be interesting to see um, if anyone picks them and picks them up. And I think like, if Miami signs him. I think it's just so on the precaution that Kendrick Nunn doesn't come back or the, it comes back yeah. late. Um, and we also have another bench option. Right. I mean, and it's also now you move uh, Dragic to the starting role yeah. and you have you can have Thomas coming off the bench uh, as another guard. And I think that's going to also help with, again, with uh, someone of Jimmy uh, not having to be a ball-dominant guard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even though he is, not always having to be the playmaker and you can have Chalmers as that playmaker. Yeah. Um, because if you have to also look at Miami's team, um, again, Dragic, Butler, I know none was a playmaker. Um, Bam was a point center. I mean, he played. So yeah, no, Bam for sure definitely, uh, came into his own as terms of ball handling and distribution. Um, but really, I really can't think besides those four, I mean, maybe you want to say Iguodala, uh, as another playmaker as well. Um, just to come off the bench, but yeah. Um, but if you look at the team, uh, you have Duncan, Tyler, Tyler. I mean, Tyler is decent, but like honestly, he's a he's a shooter, so not really looking to probably pass and more sh- uh, and probably yeah, shoot like the ball. Jay Crowder, like the Jay they have Crowder, guys who aren't really right. playmakers, you know. Um, maybe you can if you want to stay Kelly as well. But um, to be honest, she's really only good with the Kelly keeper, so yeah. that's it. So I just feel like Chalmers could step in into one of those teams, and really make an impact until their player comes back, or if the team wants to keep him, the team wants to keep him. Yeah. Right. Um. What else do you think, Ben? Well, you know, I think it's very interesting when you look at kind of he's uh, he's not like he's shown that he's a good player. Is he is he the same level as uh, like someone that opted out? Like you look at a team like Brooklyn, who I believe had Dinwiddie out, who has Kyrie out. They could use a point guard. I mean, you know, I, I'm just you have to look at kind of the teams that could use a point guard that could, could probably need a point guard. 
Rathers. And so and he can step in and really kind of be one of their playmakers. Right, and I for sure believe that. I think, if anything, Mario Chalmers is going to have a positive impact on whatever team just because of the stuff that we've mentioned before. Um, and also, it's if for him to prove that, hey... Um, I'm still NBA ready. Uh, I'm still NBA ready. I'm still at an NBA type level. To even if I have to come off the bench, hey, sign me. And I think maybe even Brooklyn could look at it yeah. just because they did lose Michael Beasley. I know they signed Tyler Johnson and Jamal Crawford, um, but just as another another guard option for yeah. them, um, or if maybe another one of those bubble teams. Um, wants to look at Chalmers as an option. I know he's. I think he's very. He's, I know he's vying a move to the Lakers just because it could you know reunite with LeBron and he could look at them as the best chance to win another title. However, you know, if Chalmers wants to keep having an NBA career, I feel like he has to go to one of those. Uh, go maybe. Uh, just sign for whatever team offers him a contract. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're gonna move on from Chalmers. And again, for uh, so far, whatever we've mentioned, let us know in the comments down below. Uh, if you have any, dis- if you dispute anything, or if you think, or you know, just to comment your opinion or something like that, let us know in the comments down below. And for sure, we'll uh, start um, responding to you guys uh, if you have any other opinions or anything like that as well. Um, the next thing we want to talk about is the barber shop um, that just recently opened up. And I'm gonna speak more to it because I'm more I play more 2K so um, than Ben does. Yeah, a little forward. I don't play 2K like often, so I have no idea the meme behind this. So Brand's gonna take this. All right. So the bar. So there's a barber shop opening up, and the new meme is that it's now starting to look like the neighborhood, which is funny because it keeps uh, it keeps reminding me of the Ronnie 2K meme um, when uh, he. When the new 2K20 neighborhood came out, when he said, that's not the neighborhood, you guys can think whatever you want. I just think that's funny um, that they're pretty much having a 2K, uh, they're pretty much pre- taking the neighborhood and putting them inside, and putting inside, think about it, um, you already have Pro-Am or Rec League inside um, uh, as the courts in game, as the courts. Um, now you're opening a barbershop, next they need to open as a Swags or something like that, or a Foot Locker. Um, right next to it. I think that'd be funny. Um, yeah, or like a Gatorade facility. I think that'd just be funny as hell. Um, yeah. Um, I think it's just another way for players to, um, be, feel comfortable inside the bubble, not feel like they're trapped or stuck inside. I know, uh, there was a video going around where Taco and Ennis Cannon were playing beach volleyball. Which I'm pretty sure they dominated whoever they were playing. <laughs> Taco I just has a stand. Yeah, no. That, yeah, literally. When uh, Ennis Cantor just like stood up, like just raised his hand and, and just to like uh, block the ball from coming yeah. from their side. So that was funny. Um, but I feel like it's just another outlet for uh, for players just to feel a little bit normal, and just feel like they're a little bit at home, even though they are stuck in you know these grand resorts, getting catered to, and pretty much having. Uh, to do nothing but play basketball, uh, practice and play basketball, and pretty much getting paid to stay at this resort, which I am jealous. Um, last topic, Ben wanted to go a little bit into Philadelphia. Not sure why, but he wanted to just bring up a couple points by Philadelphia. So Ben, take it away. Okay, all right. This isn't sour grapes, or it could be seen as sour grapes, but I'm very not active, but I see a lot of Twitter, 
And there are a lot of uh, 76ers fans, as I think everyone should know. And they are they they truly believe they have a chance of winning the NBA title. They well and truly believe this. Okay. Now, as a Miami Heat fan, of course, I'm going to have some bias towards this because we beat them 3-1 and we blew them out by like 30-something points. Yeah. But the only player that I can see ever going into the Hall of Fame on that team, Joel Embiid. I love Josh Richardson. I think he's a great player, and they should add him to the team more. Because well, he's really, been injured. Yeah, that too. But like, you also look at he was the only player when I think they lost as some like bottom feeder team. He was the only player to stand up and say and be the like the leader in the locker room, which is he culture really. That's the only explanation. Joel Embiid is the only generational talent on that team. Ben Simmons can't shoot. He threw. He could. He couldn't even throw a fish off of a dock. Now, if you saw the big, if you saw big, he had to throw to. He dropped the fish. I know that doesn't mean anything. I know it doesn't. But the guy can't catch a break to shoot for anything in his life. Is he a great uh, facilitator? Is he great with passing? Is he great with driving? Yeah. But in this NBA, when you look at players such as Russell Westbrook, such as Kyrie Irving, you know what they have that he doesn't? A shot. A shot that goes in most of the time. I think he's too scared to shoot. I honestly, that's my opinion. He's still scared to pull from three because we see Giannis, who hasn't been that great three-point shooter, still hoisting them, and it's, you know, he doesn't have the best percentage. I'm not sure why Ben Simmons is, I think he's afraid. I think he's afraid that the media is going to clown him because he posts all these training videos of him shooting and like, oh, look, my new weapon, my new, like, you know, my new, like, the arsenal or whatever. But, yeah, no. I agree in the sense that Joel Embiid is a generational talent. However, Ben Simmons does need to start hoisting him more, like Giannis has, because that's the only way you're going to get better. And, and I think, honestly, we see Giannis kind of slowly progress to having more of a shot, more at least more of a distance shot, rather than, you know, a mid-range or just driving the basket, right? Um, but... In terms of Philadelphia's chances, uh, I think we can all agree that they built their team uh, to beat Milwaukee, and they did. However, it's just gonna. It, however, is it? I think it's just gonna show where they're at uh, when they play other teams, and I think we saw that this year that they're a six seed compared to where they were last year. I mean, you know, you add Al Horford, um, which guy, okay. Let's be real. You're paying Al Horford, what, 100-something million to average... They gave him Jimmy's contract. Yeah, they gave him Jimmy's contract, which Jimmy didn't want to be there. Yeah. It makes sense. But you you can go out and maybe kind of hold off that contract for someone else. Yeah, no. I think they kind of screwed themselves with that. Yeah. Um, I almost forgot about Al Horford. Thank yeah. you for reminding me. Uh, honestly. And... Yeah, they built a tall lineup to beat Milwaukee because I think that's how you kind of beat Milwaukee is at their own game when putting out a tall lineup and trying to slow down Giannis well, as best as you can. I mean, the one thing is you wall off Giannis. That's what Miami did. They walled him off. They put three players on a zone around, on like kind of a no, zone yeah, around them to make sure. and that's what Philadelphia did as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have to agree. Like Philadelphia doesn't look like a championship ready team, and I think it just honestly, it I don't want to say it, but I think it has to do with the coaching. I I honestly never believed in Brett Brown. I feel like he just had good players that can carry him to a uh, 
to the playoffs, and that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, I just, in my opinion, does Philadelphia maybe sneak into a second round? Sure. However, I just don't see them progressing any farther, and it really doesn't look, I honestly, the future doesn't look well because I honestly believe, and a lot of NBA analysts have said this, Joel and Ben can't coexist on the same court no. unless Ben starts throwing threes up and he hasn't. Okay, and you want to? I, and this isn't a joke. You want to know why I think he doesn't shoot? Why? You remember that Jimmy uh, Kimmel clip where he, he has this huge basketball and he's shooting at a huge hoop and he airballs it. He got clowned so hard for that. I think his I... his 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 confidence has taken such a battering for doing that. And also, he's from Australia. I don't know if that means anything. Nah, that totally doesn't. That's that's. <laughs> what are you saying? Well, Kyrie Irving is from Australia, and he also believes in like flat Earth and stuff. So, they might be um, hitting up Michael Beasley. Just that might be what's happening. But I mean, even like okay, fine. We, they have one of the best starting fives, allegedly. Name three people off their bench. Um, Korkmaz. Thibel. I'll give you one. Michael Scott. You want to know why I only know that okay, Michael Scott? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, you're right. Never mind. Uh, um, yeah, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. again, I, they sacrificed their bench for a starting five. Uh, I think it's also in the hopes to allure those veteran talents that are going to take minimum contracts or whatever that we've seen in the past. However, um, yeah, I just... I kind of have to agree with you with Philadelphia here. Um, maybe some of your points about John Beat being the only Hall of Famer. It's a little bit outlandish in my opinion. How Do you see Tobias Harris being a Hall of Famer? Okay. Are you honest opinion? No, I think he'll be a very good player. But I, th- I think if he wins a chip or has more NBA acc- accolades to his name, because how little you need to get into the Hall of Fame, I definitely see him... I, I, if he starts racking up accolades. I mean, ben already... Simmons is a multiple-time All-Star. He's a Rookie of the Year. Um, he's uh, he's made it to the playoffs. I'm sure he's on some All-NBA team or something like that. Um, I, I could see him. I mean, you can argue Al, uh, Al Horford's already kind of there. Yeah. But for the team that they have, I just... Yeah. I don't know it's an outlandish claim to make, but... The thing is, I only see uh, Joel Embiid being one of those players that we look back on and say, "Wow," because I don't I, like I've never been kind of so shocked and surprised about Ben Simmons' game nor Tobias Harris. No, me neither. And if they really wanted to go with length, they shouldn't have given up Boban Marjanovic because the dude's like seven <laughs> three. Yeah, and he can do everything. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, he can really like. And I love how the Mavericks have become, like, Euro Team FC. Like, they really turned it around. They really put, like, every good European player, including Giannis, on that team. So, like, I mean, well, besides that, I'm not going to talk about the Mavericks, but I just, I don't I don't see them. And they screwed with Cap because no one's going to want to take Al Horford. He's 30-something. Right. They're going to have to probably give uh, Joel Embiid the... Pat Mahomes contract. Not the Pat Mahomes contract, but the Pat Mahomes style contract in the NBA. Right. They 
who's going to take Tobias Harris if he if he falls off a cliff? Which you know, God willingly, he doesn't. But right, no, you know. Tobias Harris is a good player. It just depends on his level of production because I feel I feel like he's sometimes a hit or miss type of guy. Um, given nice, he's a little bit of a, in my opinion, a little bit streaky. Um, when he's on, he's on. Like he's incredible. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, I I kind of agree with some of your points about Philadelphia. Um, that's gonna wrap up today's video. Uh, hope you guys do did enjoy. Again, if you have any comments, anything you want to dispute, any if you want to voice your own opinion, let us know in the comments section down below. Also, don't forget to subscribe, like, and uh, share with anyone, grandmother, your dead cat, just anyone really. Your um, dog's brother's sister's mother. Exactly. Like, I don't know. Uh, your deaf grandpa, like, whatever. You'll enjoy this podcast. <laughs> your deaf grandpa would definitely enjoy this podcast. <laughs> so, again, uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, again, let us know your opinions down below, and we'll see you guys in the next video. Take care.